Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. <laughs> this is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Hey, PMP Posse. Hey, y'all. Welcome back, Posse. So, um, last episode, we talked about soft girl season. Have you ladies been feeling soft these days? No. <laughs> I don't subscribe to, this is my, my line. I do not subscribe to these uh, social constructs. <laughs> AKA, well, really the social media constructs that people just make up. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. she did say that last week, so. I've been feeling like <laughs> And Jess, you have not been feeling soft? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> well, here we are in our hard girl season, and it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I seen a post this week. Um, we don't have to get into details because I think we all know where the post came from. Um, but I seen a post this week where someone said, soft girl error. But the photos in with, that that were being displayed I didn't quite understand. I don't think that this individual captured what the concept is supposed to be about. And that's the interesting thing, because I think it means different things to different people. Yeah. So I feel like maybe in that post, it was a thing of liberation. I can do what I want to do. I'm being free. I'm not being bound by any social constructs, possibly. But, but you remember what the photos were actually of, right? I, I remember the photos, and I thought that it meant like living in her true femininity, in which the photos were of that. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. Perception, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think we said that it was subjective last week. Yes, absolutely, it is. Okay. Well, moving forward, um, we are going to start off as we start off every podcast with our royal moment, and our royal moment is a time where we salute some queens doing some amazing things. So Jess has our royal moment for today. Today's royal moment goes to Trinity Thomas who is a student at University of Florida. Um, She's also a gymnast, and she was the 2022 NCAA All-Around Champion. Um, She is a 32-time All-American, and in 2023, uh, she tied the major record um, for the NCAA Championship with the most perfect 10s in history. She now has 28. So kudos to her and her Black Girl Magic. Okay, sis. Now, is this gymnastics in college? Because I've recently been seeing that being like a trend, like showing like black people doing gymnastics in college and how that's becoming a thing. Yes, that is correct. Oh, so it was her college. It was a college yes. team. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I also see a lot of smaller young girls doing gymnastics now. I feel like we didn't see that growing up or maybe it was just me. I missed the whole gymnastics phase in my life. I could never like flip and stuff. Yeah, I wanted to be a gymnast, but I can't do a cartwheel or backflip or anything like that. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, as a kid, you don't know what your parents didn't expose you to until you get older. So I don't, but I don't know if that was, like you said, I don't know if that was a thing when we were little. Um, I did dance. I didn't do gymnastics, but I don't even know if it was a thing. But like you said, nowadays they have like two-year-old, two-year-old gymnastics programs. Like it's a thing. Some of my my nieces did did gymnastics. So I don't know yeah, during our time. You know, we old, Joe. I know we're old, and I remember watching the Olympics and watching Dominique Dawes, but yes. I just don't feel like on the local level, right, it there was were, like it wasn't as popular. Right. Yeah. Even just when we were cheering, per se, it wasn't like the traditional cheerleading, backhand springs. Not, we ain't do that. We <laughs> Stop. We, we did our bring it on type change. I was going to say, was it bring it on or? It was yeah, definitely bring it on. Because <laughs> if I had to do a cartwheel, I would have quit the team. Yeah, yeah. I did we even do splits? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. When I was in elementary school, my cheerleading team did splits. But in high school, absolutely not. Okay. Well, we've missed that... Uh, season and era in our lives yeah because there's um, no going back it's nothing we can do <laughs> this is knees. just only on my good knees um at this point but because just be working on them knees honey it took a whole lot of years <laughs> all right so moving on we are going to go into our sis second and our sis second is the time where we fix those raggedy like super raggedy like super raggedy that we see around the town so celeste has our sis second for today all right so today's sis second is brought to us by the shade room um but this is a relatable sis second for actually just it's also can be relatable to you because you're an auntie um, and okay. it's relatable to Maya and myself because we're moms and we care about the safety of our children. So in California, there was a great auntie who had her little baby out. Um, I don't know, wherever they at. Look like they had the car wash or something. Anyway, she was getting the baby out the car. She put the baby in the stroller, didn't lock the wheels. And the baby, the, a gust of wind came by and swooped the baby, the, the, the stroller away. Okay. First, let me say the baby is safe. No, baby did not, nothing happened to the baby. So that's very important. But auntie, um, as she realized that the stroller was rolling away, great auntie tripped, fell. And as Maya and I would like to say, she made zero effort to go <laughs> the baby rolling away. <laughs> like no. tripped and fell. And then like she, like I said, the, she didn't even crawl. She didn't drag herself. She didn't. Nothing. nothing. She just fell on the ground and couldn't get herself together now Jess this this would have been a tragic story because the baby was literally rolling onto oncoming traffic like this would have been so heartbreaking if the man from out of nowhere did not run oh I did see this post yes and save that baby but I think that we were a little disturbed by auntie because like we don't know her physical ailments and maybe her knee completely gave out but as a mom, even if my knee gives out, I'm watching my torso. Like I'm doing whatever I can. I'm crawling I'm like drag a, myself. I'm drag. Drag myself across the parking lot. Do whatever I can 
to go save my baby. Cause like you said, it was literally a, like a highway that the, the stroller was rolling into. Like this is literally a life or death situation for the, for yes. the and yes. like you said, thank goodness some, you know, a bystander saw the stroller rolling away and he ran to um, stop the stroller from, from going into traffic. So thank goodness for that. But yes. Um, auntie, that was an angel in disguise right there. That man who walked fast yes. and saved the stroller. So aunties and great aunties, like if you, are not able to save the babies don't take the babies don't take them out you know we know our toddlers can get the moving them legs be moving honey yes if you cannot keep up with the toddler's little legs you can't take the you can't take my baby out nowhere and that's the thing so like my grandparents you know love to have the children over but I would never just leave my toddler there. Like I've left um, McKinley there. She was like a little less than one. She not moving around like he is. And then my uncle will come too. So it's like a whole like slew of them watching her. But that three-year-old running around, absolutely not. Like my but grandmother. Yeah. But it's different if he's there in the house versus. Girl, no. No, because he would be all over the place. But see, my grandfather, <laughs> even, steps. listen, my grandfather, even with his knees, like he gets on the floor with her. And I'm like, no. And like, you know, I could see him, His if his knees gave out, he going to do whatever to still, you know, try to get her. Because I see him now getting on the floor or making sure, you know, doing like move, quick movements that he shouldn't be doing at his age. But he's going to make sure, you know, the babies are safe. But you also have to realize like, you know, as people get up in age, they aren't as quick as these little kids. So, you know, you can't always use these folks to watch children. Yeah. So, and, and respectfully, auntie did have some minor injuries. Great auntie here in this story. She did have some minor injuries. So I'm, I hope she's okay. Um, but let's just be mindful of, um, you know, who, who taking the babies out, and, you know. <laughs> All right. So speaking on behalf of aunties, you know, I would like to apologize on behalf of the auntie who didn't go the extra mile. Okay. I don't know what was that with that auntie, but me as an auntie, I would be crawling as well to save little baby cakes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, auntie, that you were, you know, injured in it. We get it. But I just think looking at it from a mother's lens, it's like, just a little, like, I need save you to do baby. a little more. Huh? I said, save the baby. Save the baby. Save the baby. Save the baby. Okay. All right, y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving right along, um, we are going to get into our topic for today, which is pretty privilege. Now, you know we are the Pretty and Purpose podcast, right? But the this whole idea of pretty privilege, um... Just having conversations and that whole idea has been brought up and how, um, you know, it's something that's inevitable. Like it happens, um, how people may use it to their advantage or how people may see it as a disadvantage. Like, so I wanted to get into like, what does it mean to you all? Have you experienced it? And like, what are some tips or things that you have to say for people who, um, may feel like they have never experienced pretty privilege or they want to experience it or like, is it something to even like 
want to want to have, you know. So let's just get into it. Um, Jess, start us off on your journey um, as we discuss pretty privilege. <laughs> so on today's segment of Where is Jess P? So pretty privilege is definitely a thing. And initially, when you guys introduced the topic, I didn't think that I really capitalized on my pretty privilege. But the more that I thought about it, I realized that's not true. And I would be naive to think that I don't receive privilege just based on the way that I look. And to me, pretty privilege is using your looks to get ahead. And that has never intentionally been my thing. In my mind, I consider my aesthetics as a bonus because I pray and I work hard for everything that I want. So there have been a number of times where I have received pretty privilege unintentionally. So like going out to eat, people pay for my food, buy me drinks. I get into places for free. And I mean, it's never really my goal, but it just happens. And I'm guessing it's because of the way that I look. Even this one time we went to Atlanta, my friends and I, and somehow we got a ride home from Lil Scrappy. And I can guarantee it was based on the way that we looked. The real Lil Scrappy? The real Lil Scrappy. What kind of I, I, I'm not asking if it was the real Lil Scrappy. <laughs> It was his driver that drove us, but he was with us all in the car. And yes, it was the real one. And like, Ella Iverson was there too. <laughs> what? This was such a random night, y'all. But like you said, Jess, and I think just to preface this topic, it's not even about being cocky or like, yeah, I know I look good. And that's why I got a ride from Little Scrappy. It's like, it's the like you said, it's 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 the unintentional. Like you didn't intend for somebody to buy you a drink or buy, you know, open the door for you or whatever. And it's like and, and for me, it's like these are things you can't control, right? You were right. born the way you were born. Now some yeah. things are in our control and but you know, some of most of what we look like or whatever is not necessarily in our control. You can't really control the way your hair comes out of your head like you can't control the texture per se or you know there's a lot of things that are outside of your control that mm -hmm. is just who you are yeah right yet you benefit and I feel yet you benefit from those things even though you have no you didn't intend to like you said right 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 and I feel like there are people who go out with the intention of receiving those benefits but I just want to be clear I am not one of those people I like I, I really do work hard for the things that I have, but sometimes it just happens. Like I might be sitting there and someone will be like, hey, let me buy you a drink. Okay. <laughs> but that's that's really not my thing. And on the flip side, I have been a victim of pretty privilege because it has induced jealousy in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Like there are people who don't understand that I do work hard and that, for instance, I was a trainer for a university and I worked my way up to that position. There were people that I was training and I also worked in quality, quality assurance. So I could see like people's screens and what they were doing on their computers. 
oh, there were so many people talking trash about me. Like, oh, she thinks she better than everybody. Uh, she only got that job because um, she knows somebody. I can't stand her. She just be doing the most. And I'm just like, you over here talking about my hair or the outfit that I had on yesterday. This is jealousy because I don't bother you. I mind my business other than when I'm doing my job. So I'm not understanding what the issue is other than the privilege that I receive. Wow. Right. But like you said, unintentionally. And I think that's that's part of what I've experienced as well, just in terms of, you know, and I don't want to get too deep into because I'm, you know, that's going to be in my segment, but just people using it against you. Like right. Using you're pretty against you. Like it's a negative. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> people automatically don't like you, right? Because they think, oh, you think you're all that. Or, oh, because when I, um, started working at my new job in the new school like I feel like the guys embraced me more than the women in the beginning Mm -hmm. and that could be seen as pretty privileged I guess um because maybe the women automatically think oh she thinks she's all that this this, and that Uh, and the guys if they like oh she pretty oh let me go talk to her you know so it's a whole different dynamic so it really is interesting it is very interesting. And then one last thing I had, um, my sorority was doing a community service event and I was just a little bit late because I couldn't find parking. So when I got there, like everybody was already in their role. So the lady who was in charge of running the shelter, she greeted me at the door and then she like looked me up and down and, she was like, well, I'm just going to make you mop the floor and take out the trash. And I felt like she was giving me like the lesser job because she thought, oh, she must think that she's better than everybody, which was not even the case. Like I legit, like I do service all the time. Like that's just my thing. And I was late because I was trying to find parking. It's not because I didn't want to be there. If I didn't want to be there, I wouldn't have shown up. But she, based on the way that I look, she was like, mm. I'm going to do the extra thing to make her do the dirty jobs. But, you know, it was fine for me because I'm there to serve. So here, I'll take out this trash. I don't really want to, but I'm going to do it because I know that it's a bigger goal in mind. So do we think that pretty privilege works to our advantage when it comes to people who are attracted to women and then works to our disadvantage when it comes to people who aren't attracted to us? I think that because I don't want to, I don't want to give gender. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, that could be. That's a generalization, but I think it can be generally true. But I also think that there's a flip side, right? So I've experienced quote unquote pretty pretty privilege from other women that not because they're attracted to me, but because they, for whatever reason, I guess they just want to see me excel or want to see me do better or, you know, want to help me. And okay. so I w- it's not necessarily an attraction thing per se, mm-hmm. but, right. but it's still that pretty privilege, right? Like, oh, she's beautiful. Oh, she's smart. And all of these things, let me help her 
advance. The other piece of that, Celeste, is like when you're confident in yourself, like and not intimidated by another woman, you might want that woman in your circle, you know, because that's how some women are like, oh, only the pretty ones can sit. Oh, you can't sit with us. That whole you can't sit with us thing. Right. But if you're pretty enough, I think you're pretty enough Then come on, join my crew, like be a part of us because I'm confident enough in myself and I can bring you in because I think that you're pretty, too. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so pretty privilege can be a good thing and then a not so good right. thing depending on the space and who who who's judging you really right because everybody's not right. going to think all the same people are pretty right um do you do you all think there's a universal pretty like oh everybody will think that this whatever is pretty so that's that's you know part of what i'm gonna get into is is how i define pretty but I think it's it's all in it's a personal thing. Like I don't think everyone thinks that um, you know there are some societal norms of what we what society deems quote unquote pretty. But I think everyone has their own individual opinions of what pretty is because you know some men are attracted to certain women, so they might find certain things pretty that other men don't find pretty. So I think it just I think it depends. I think it's a it's a personal you know definition. Right. Well, then, let's- yeah, I definitely agree that it's subjective, but I don't want to take away from your section, Celeste. Right, so. That's what I was about to say. Let's, so let's get into your CB secrets about this pretty privilege. All righty. So on today's segment of CB secrets, first, I'm going to start off with the definition that I found, um, because when we when you know, when this topic was brought up, I didn't even realize this was a thing. Um, so I did a lot of research um, on social media as well, because, you know, social media is where we do our research now. Um, <laughs> it's reliable. And um, I also Googled the topic and it actually turns out that there's a lot of studies by psychiat- psychologists um, on this very topic. And it's it's pretty deep. So in terms of a definition, this pretty privilege is, is the idea that being considered more attractive will mean you will receive more opportunities and more social goods than if you are considered unattractive. So we we got that. All right. So what I found in terms of societal, like how society perceives beauty is in what, like in Western culture, we define beauty as being Caucasian, being thin, being young. And being able-bodied. So I guess that means like not disabled. So you're not, you know, don't have a disability. And that's what we consider pretty or beautiful. So for people who conform to those kind of ideas, I guess, theoretically, they believe that they would benefit from, you know, you would you would benefit from society if you fall into these categories. So in the corporate world, we call this unconscious bias or implicit bias. So stereotypes that you hold against other people that you aren't consciously aware of. So you might not be thinking to yourself, oh, I don't like people who, um, you know, wear their hair in buns, but subconsciously and unconsciously you don't. And so you may not offer a job to a woman who has a bun in her hair, but you don't realize that you have that unconscious bias going on in your, in the back of your mind. So have you all, do you all feel like you have any unconscious or implicit biases that you don't mean to have? Like you don't say, oh, I don't like this, that, and the third, or I don't think that's pretty, but but you actually do feel that way. I do. The wiggy wigs, the the wigs that look super wiggy. (laughs) 
sorry, you y'all. You have a problem with wigs that look like wigs. I do. I do. Like, when I see them, I just, it just uh, completes, completely shuts me down. The wiggy wigs. Yeah. For me, my um, implicit or unconscious bias, I think, specifically, like, in my workspace, um, working for the government, mine is, like, just unkeptness or, like, slappiness. Like, if you're slappy or your desk is a mess, to me, you automatically unorganized, don't know what you're talking about. Un- like, you just, I, it's no point in me talking to you <laughs> because you can't even organ- keep your desk tidy or you mm-hmm. look less. Yeah. Um, so, like, if I have a question and I know, you know, I might go to the person who may not be the most informed, but they look like they know what they're talking about. They organize, they always on point, you know, whatever. Versus the someone who may actually have the right answer, but uh-uh, I, I can't even fool with that person. They too unorganized for me. That's my bias, I would say. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, Celeste, I would have to agree with you in terms of the desk. Like if you're, if I walk past your desk and it is stuff everywhere, in my mind, I'm like, okay, that person has a lot going on. They don't know what they're doing. And they're probably all over the place, just like that desk. Right, exactly. <laughs> For me, um, I think I have a, a different spin on it. Coming into the, well, I was in the school system before a private school system, but I think I felt comfortable going into a public school that, I mean, is it has its challenges a lot, but I'm like, because I look youngish because I am black, because I am, you know, hip-ish, you know, and (laughs) dress a certain way that the students are going to respect me more because of how I look Um, in the high school setting. Um, And then uh, I guess in, um, I wouldn't say necessarily the opposite of that, but when I go into when I wear my professor hat and go into the college setting where most of the students are white um, and I'm young and I'm black and I'm a woman, I feel like these students are not going to respect me more because of the way I look. So it really just depends on what setting I'm in. That's a, oh, that is so true. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> excellent point, Maya, because I think, you know, for me, I've experienced the pretty privilege on both sides, like you, like in terms of like a negative light where sometimes I try to change, like I change based on the setting, right? So if I'm, like you say, going to work, I try to dress because I know I'm young, you know, because of what society says is pretty, I, I find it's pretty, right? So I try to dress like, low-key old lady, right? Like I got my cardigans, I got my big sweaters, I have my skirts that are below the knee. Like I try not to do nothing to anything too scandalous or, you know, to what people would perceive as like, you oh, she doing too much or whatever, because I don't want to give off that perception, right? Um, but I also would say in terms of like as a child, I experienced the negative aspect of pretty privilege. Um, I know like middle school was a really hard time for me. Um, you know, that's when kids get mean. That's when, you know, people, you know, kids act a certain way. And being the light-skinned girl, being the girl with the pretty hair, and, oh, she thinks she all that. Like, she thinks she's so cute and all this other stuff. You know, that really, and because I'm biracial, but a lot of people didn't really know that per se. They just 
saw me as a light-skinned girl. And, you know, that's the epitome of the pretty girl, right? Uh, according to society. So I experienced- When it comes to black people. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I did experience that, um, you know, from a negative perspective. So I think I carry some of that with me still to this day of like, oh, she, you know, how I was quote unquote treated in middle school. I still feel like I carry that with me to this day. And I know that when I wear, when I flat iron my hair, because my hair is so long now, um, and it has the definition of, you know, pretty hair, I don't wear my hair in certain styles around certain people or in certain venues because I don't want to be treated a certain way because of how I look. Unfortunately, sometimes I try to not quote unquote look so pretty, if that makes oh, sense. Yeah. Dang. That's I know. So I mean, that's, that's deep, right? Like that is deep. Yeah, like I while I while I feel confident in who I am, I think I tend to internalize perceptions of me. Uh-huh. And that's hard for me. Like yeah. if I'm around, I think that we talked about it a little bit in the chat, you know. If I'm around certain people, I try not to sound like I'm so at, you know, I don't talk about my credentials. I don't talk about how I have a master's and, you know, I don't talk about certain things because the way people perceive that, I don't like that. Um, And and I think for me, it's kind of the opposite because growing up, I always had like a complex about my weight. And now that thick girls are acceptable nowadays, right? I, um always you know I'm into like what I wear and I was you know before getting pregnant having children not having any time for it anymore but um you know just posting on social media like hey you know you can be thick and wear nice clothes and here's where you can get it from so I always thought when I was younger like I never really liked the way that my mother dressed me and I felt like dang I can't wear these things that other people wear I just think maybe it was just I don't, I don't know, but I always kind of had a complex about it, especially because of my weight. So now that I embrace, you know, who I am, I am more willing to like, okay, you know what, this looks nice on my shape, you know, this looks good on me, you know, and confidently wear those things out and not try to minimize it because now we, we, we accept it. Right. And that's, and that's the crazy part of how, how influential society can be on the, like our everyday life. Um, so for me, I think, um, you know, our podcast is exactly how I would define pretty. We say pretty is beyond what the eyes can see. Right. And I've met um, some of the most beautiful, pretty people with the worst personalities, just mean spirited, nasty people. And for me, I think that actually lessens your pretty, right? Your personality. I agree. You get into my segment, Celeste, you get into my segment. <laughs> For my definition of pretty for myself is how I treat people, how I speak to people, and how I formulate my opinions of other people. That's how I define my pretty for myself. So I will leave us with a little quote um, from somebody I don't know. Um, uh-uh, Celeste. <laughs> Y'all can Google it and find out who said it. I don't know. Um, so the quote is, learning to see ourselves as beautiful is great, but what about unlearning the obsession with being beautiful in the first place so that obsession of achieving beauty or being pretty why do we even need that as a qualifier yeah um, in the first place so that's all i got for y'all thank you thank you thank you celeste all right so we're gonna go straight into maya's motivational moment 
don't let pretty privilege prevent your powerful purpose. I came up with that myself, y'all. I'm going to say it again. (laughs) So you're going to get the credit for this quote. (laughs) Don't let pretty privilege prevent your powerful purpose. And so, like you said, Celeste, we are pretty in purpose. Um, But I think those women who take pretty privilege to the extreme, right? You're, you know that you're pretty, but now I'm getting the BBL. I'm getting the tummy tuck. I'm getting my boobs done. I'm going to make sure like I am fine, fine to all of these men so that now I don't have to work. I don't have to work hard. I don't have to do anything because my looks are what's going to determine my value and what's going to get me ahead in life. Right. So a lot of these, um, Instagram influencers, um, they have all the things. They have the lashes, they have the butt, they have the body, the boobs. And a lot of young people are emulating that. You know, that's their goal. That's what they want to, you know, that's what they want to be because they feel like, man, if I just look good enough, I don't have to do all these things. I don't have to work hard. And I think that that can take people away from their purpose because if you think that your looks are just going to take you wherever, um, instead of you getting your education or trying to find a job, like you're doing a disservice to yourself. You're not even fulfilling your purpose because you're now transforming yourself into something that you're not. And it puts me in mind of like Black China, who was undoing all the things that she she did when she was younger. She's like, she's tired of being this person. And she wants to go back to her purpose, to her root. So she's like, let me take out all of these enhancers that I used to try to make me pretty, to try to make me acceptable, to give me this privilege of being a star for... Why is she famous? She has <laughs> no one knows. And, no one and, knows. And right? she's not the only one to do that, though. There have been several other people because of the health reason or for health yeah. reasons, yeah. they're undoing all of the plastic surgery yeah. that they receive. Now, I'm not too convinced on Black China and the purpose behind her undoing her surgery. Mm. But I think she should. Well, <laughs> well, so she says she's trying to you know, just be a better person um, by it. And so, I mean, that's my whole thing is just don't allow that to take you away from your purpose. And, you know, we all have dreams and and things like that. But a lot of times, you know, if you keep getting all these compliments and people like, oh, well, you should do this or you should do that or you're getting hammy outs because of your looks, then you're going to be like, man, I can sit back and relax. I don't have to pay for anything. And it just... um just turns your whole demeanor and countenance into like, okay, what else do you have to offer? Like you're not putting anything into yourself. This is why I know you have to keep up the facade of whatever you have going on so that you can continue that lifestyle. Yeah. Right. This is why I don't watch a lot of like reality TV. I don't like, I used to watch a little bit of housewives. Um, only Elena. It was good. But um, <laughs> a lot of the housewives, it's like, Y'all just, you know, it's that it's that pretty privilege, I guess. Like they're they're pretty. They 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 stay at home. They don't have to work. Their husbands take care of everything, and they just sit around and drink, you know, Starbucks and green tea, whatever. And it's like, <laughs> what? Like it's so superficial. It's so superficial. And like you said, Maya, like you're so much more than that. 
Yes. Well, we don't know. Maybe some of them ain't. They ain't got much. Yeah, some of them may not be. That's why they have to, you know, put put up this image, right? Yeah. And um, and and have to have someone who can fund their image, Uh but it's superficial to me. It's it's life. You know, we're so much more than just our appearance. Yes. I mean, and the reality is, you know. Like we said, we we have all experienced some type of privilege just from being pretty, right? It's nothing that we sought out. It just happened. And I think that just just knowing that, um, that it happens, like, yes, we can accept it. But also, but knowing that you are so much more than your outward appearance, because like you said, Celeste, when that inner is nasty, now you feel entitled. Now you, you know, you feel obligated or that, you know, people are obligated to serve you, you know, then you become ugly. Like, Period. you become ugly. Period. And people are going to judge you based on looks, but what you got inside does come out, like your demeanor, all of that. So, you know, just just be mindful. Yeah, I had a, a, a old friendship of a person who is beautiful not you know she's very attractive beautiful beautiful woman but once I you know dug a little deeper and realized um some of the true personality traits of this individual I you know we went our separate ways and it's funny because a lot of people around me came to me and was like yeah that person was not you know they wasn't a good person they were you know uh, you know, they seem jealous of you and this and a third. So it's like you said, your your looks only only can only get you really truly so far. It's right. about who you really are inside and how you treat people and how you carry yourself. Absolutely. So ladies, embrace your pretty, right? Um, and there may be some of you listening who are like, man. I feel like I've never experienced pretty privilege. Trust me, there is someone in this world who thinks you are pretty. Like sometimes we lack confidence in ourselves because we are so often comparing ourselves to other people. But my pretty may not be Celeste's pretty, may not be Jess's pretty, right? Like we all have our preferences. Um, So it all, again, matters about what's on the inside. Yes, people look at your outside first, but what's on the inside is what's really going to take you places. Big facts. I just want to add a sidebar to that. Some people don't realize they experience pretty privilege because it just happens. Yeah. So agreed. <laughs> agreed. 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 <laughs> all right, y'all. So um I think we got we got it all out what we needed to say about that today. Jess, can you let us let them know where they can find us? Of course. If you guys want to reach out to us, you can send us an email. Uh, to pretty, the letter N, purpose, duh, at gmail.com. On Instagram, we are at pretty, underscore, the letter N, underscore, purpose, duh. And we are pretty and purpose podcast on Facebook. And until next time, guys. Thanks, PNP Posse.